I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And these are our incredible stories. Welcome back to all of our listeners from around the world and across the United States. We're happy to have you back with us. And uh, it is that time of year for doing some scary stories. And so uh, today we've got some stories, a story for you. It may not be a true story, but it'll definitely be entertaining. Absolutely. This is October, and I'd like to think of uh, October as uh, our Alvin Schwartz month. Uh, as far as Gary and I are concerned, he is the master scary storyteller, maybe of all time. Um, maybe he's right up there with Edgar Allan Poe, even. Uh, Alvin uh, tells these great little uh, stories. They're really short. Uh, they don't take forever to read. And they're best read in the dark at night. That's right. That's and right. Conditions are... Oh, sort of scary anyways. Yes, yes. So uh, before we uh, move along to uh, Gary's latest Alvin Schwartz story, I do want to uh, remind you folks that we've had our uh, book out now for about a year, and it's called Richard and Gary's Incredible Stories, and it's available um, on all uh, uh, online booksellers and some of the uh, smaller independent bookstores. Um Throughout the United States and uh, across the world on Amazon. So um, Amazon usually carries some of the uh, best prices for our books. So Richard and Gary's Incredible Stories now out in book form. If you'd like to um, read some of the best of our podcasts. That said, tonight, may I carry your basket. Yes, this is a, uh, a nice little short, uh, scary story that uh, is has been told by Alvin, retold by Alvin Schwartz. It's one of those cautionary tales about why you don't walk home at night by yourself. So I hope you are in your room with the lights out or wherever you feel most comfortable. And I hope you're ready for a good scare. Now, if you have a set of headphones on, good for you, because this will be another one of our 3D audio stories. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be thrilled. May I carry your basket. Sam Lewis spent the evening playing chess at his friend's house. It was about midnight when they finished playing their game, and he started home. Outside, it was icy cold and as quiet as a grave. He came around a turn in the road. He was surprised to see a woman walking ahead. She was carrying a basket covered with a white cloth. When he caught up to her, he looked to see who it was, but she was so bundled up against the cold, it was hard to see her face. G good evening, Sam said. What brings you out so late? 
but she didn't answer. Then he said, uh, May I carry your basket? She handed it to him. From under the cloth, a small voice said, That's very nice of you. And that was followed by wild laughter. <laughs> Sam was so startled that he dropped the basket and out rolled a woman's head. He looked at the head and he stared at the woman. It's, it's her head, he cried. And he started to run. The woman and her head began to chase him. Soon the head caught up with him. It bounced into the air and sunk its teeth into his left leg. Sam screamed in pain and ran faster. But the woman and her head stayed right behind. Soon the head leaped into the air again, biting into his leg on the other side. Then they were gone. That's a short little story, but it's creepy. I can only imagine what it would be like to be walking alone at night, seeing a stranger, wanting to help them, and then realizing they're a ghoul. <laughs> well, that was a short enough one. I think we might actually have time for another one. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's have a little thunder and lightning. Oh, you, want a little, you want a little thunder and lightning yeah. with this one? Perfect. Perfect for a scary evening. All right. This one is definitely an urban legend. A lot of people, I'm sure, uh, have heard in one form or another. And who knows? It's probably probably is based off of a real story. This story, which I'm sure a lot of people may recognize right when I say the title, is The Hook. <laughs> Donald and Sarah. Donald and Sarah went to the movies. Then they went for a ride in Donald's car. They parked on the hill at the edge of town. From there, they could see the lights up and down the valley. Donald turned on the radio and found some music. But an announcer broke in with a news bulletin. A murderer had escaped from the state prison. He was armed with a knife and was heading south on foot. His left hand was missing, and in its place, he wore a hook. Let's roll up the windows and lock the door, said Sarah. I think that's a good idea, said Donald. The prison isn't too far away, said Sarah. Maybe we really should go home. But it's only 10 o'clock, said Donald. I don't care what time it is, she said. I want to go home. Look, Sarah, said Donald. He's not going to climb all the way up here. Why would he do that? And even if he did, all the doors are locked. He couldn't get in. Donald, 
He could take that hook and break through the windows and open the door, she said. I'm scared and I want to go home. Donald was annoyed. Girls are always afraid of something, he said. As he started the car, Sarah thought she had heard something or someone scratching on her door. Did you hear that? She asked as they rolled away. It sounds like somebody was trying to get in. Sure, said Donald. Soon they got to her house. Would you like to come in for some Coke? She asked. No, he said. I've got to be getting home. He went around to the other side of the car to open her door. And there, hanging on the door handle, was a hook. Classic urban legend. Classic Alvin Schwartz. Absolutely. Now, uh, in the back, I've always been curious if that was based on a true story because there was one that we had told, I believe it was last Halloween, about um, high beams where there was somebody in the back seat of the person's car. And that was based off of a true story, something that happened in California where somebody was uh, gassing up their car and somebody had snuck into the back seat and the gas attendant had stopped the woman from getting in her car because he knew somebody was hiding in it. But when I looked in the back uh, for the sources for this story, it said that it was very popular on college campuses, but is not based on any particular true story. And that's true, uh, because um, it was, oh, maybe almost uh, more than 50 years ago um, when I became familiar with this uh, on the college campus. And and uh, certainly uh, back in the 1970s when I was exploring really haunted places like Rosewell, White Marsh, and the house with no locks, um, and the, uh, the With House in Williamsburg, uh, I had heard, heard this story. And it's, it's a great story to tell, uh, especially uh, if you're uh, planning on spending a Friday evening in a lover's lane somewhere. <laughs> well, you know what, to me, it, it sounded like it was a story that was meant to freak out teenagers so they yeah. wouldn't stay out too late yeah. getting themselves yeah. into trouble. But yeah. I remember uh, the first time I heard this story. It wasn't from Alvin Schwartz. It was actually from you. Yeah. And I can remember every single detail of it because we were driving back home. I don't remember where we were coming from, but we were on the road. It was at nighttime when we were living out west. And when, when you're driving in the desert at nighttime, it is lonely it is and lonely, lonely and yes, lo- desolate. Desolate stretch of road where yes. sometimes all you see are flat lands all around you. And the only thing that's illuminating the, uh, the area is the moon. And I remember sitting in the back seat and you started telling us your version of the hook story. And you were telling us how uh, you were part-time working for the state police. And uh, you had all been made aware that the Tyson brothers had escaped from a, uh, a nearby prison. Mm-hmm. And there were three of them. And two of the brothers were spotted at a motel. And they had surrounded the motel and arrested them. But one of the brothers had had probably noticed that the police had showed up. And so he, he left. 
He, he didn't even get back to the hotel. He might have gone and got some hamburgers, and as he was coming back, he saw the police and decided, I got to go. And, uh, and then you said that uh, you were on a camping trip that weekend uh, because you were a scout leader, and they were still looking for this guy. And uh, the campers had gotten freaked out because of some ghost stories, and, and uh, so everybody decided to camp in the station wagon. And uh, one of the youngest uh, scouts had said, I hear something outside the car. I hear something. And so all the kids were crying and getting freaked out. And so you decided that probably would be a best idea to wrap up the camp trip and just head home. And as uh, you drove off, uh, you could hear a, like a scream, like the something had been ripped away. And then when you got them back and, and you looked at the latch of the back of the station wagon there was a bloody hook hanging off of the back <laughs> handle and if that wasn't scary enough you said shh, shh, shh. we're driving in the car in this long desolate stretch of desert and then all of a sudden we hear on the roof of the car because you decided to hit the inside roof of the car and it scared the living daylights out of all of us and i remember jumping out of my seat and uh and it was terrifying it was absolutely terrifying because <laughs> it was that moment of pause before doing something absolutely terrifying, which was nothing more than just hitting the inside roof of the car. Isn't that crazy how, it we, is. how we go out of our way to terrify people? Well, what's with that anyway? Because it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, you know what? I, uh, it's, it's been said many times before. It's, it's like a roller coaster. Why do we go on roller coasters? If roller coasters... If roller coasters scare the living daylights out of us, why do we do it? What's the point? Why would you want to do something that scares the living daylights mm -hmm. out of you? Because it's it has that thrill that yeah, uh, it gets the adrenaline, the adrenaline rushing. rushing. But it, you're in a safe environment, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so telling those scary stories or watching scary movies, and that's what Alvin Schwartz said. You know, uh, uh, you hear these in a safe environment and just let your imagination run wild. Exactly. And, and that's all it needs to be, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and you have a good laugh about it later. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's, it's, that goes back to that, uh, idea that storytelling is the oldest form of entertainment and a good story that's well told is very, mm -hmm. very entertaining. And, uh, you know, um, mentioning the uh, Tyson brothers, they are, um, a real group of people that. Uh, did terrorize especially Arizona uh, back then for I think a few at least a few weeks if not a, a few months uh, and they they were cold-blooded killers uh, just running around loose and you never knew if you were gonna run into them at a campground or wherever. right weren't they stealing cars or they were I, I can't remember something. all the details and I can't even remember now what actually happened to them but uh, eventually I, uh, I'm sure they got caught if not you know, shot in a shootout somewhere. I just don't remember what happened to them. But um, their reign of terror ended. Yeah, their reign of terror did come to an end. Uh, but I, I recall that for a while, everybody was really a little bit leery about going to campgrounds for a while. Yeah. That and was for good reason. You know, or or uh, rest stops along the highway. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Uh, people were really leery about that. See, those are the kind of stories that, uh, again, when you hear them and it's nighttime and you're on a road trip, it scares the living daylights yeah. out of you. And that's out of out of real life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it was because you, you combined 
some a real story mm-hmm. and just added the hook the hook story yeah just added that the made hook. it uh, a lot more yeah. yeah you know so alvin terrifying. schwartz uh, alvin schwartz and richard uh, we're, we're hooked on these kind of stories you are but i'm t- <laughs> all right well that wraps up this uh episode of richard and gary's scary stories we hope you enjoyed it and uh we hope that do you hear that yeah yeah what is that i i think there's somebody outside the studio no no it's outside one of our listeners homes <gasps> oh no oh. yeah I, we, we we better up this up uh, we'll talk to you next time for now I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And I'm out of here. Me too.